Hey, this is Jacob Hudson, and you're listening to the New Strength Way podcast, where we guide you through becoming the strongest version of yourself through movement, education, and connection. Now let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back. I've traveled down to Sydney today to be with my friend and uh, one of the guys that I really look up to in the fitness industry, Mr. Vic Hawksley, owner of Anatomy in Motion. And pretty much, we're going to be covering a bit of your backstory and then talking all things coaching because I've mentioned on the Access Potential Academy podcast, we did a uh, group one with John the other day, is like, I hold you as like the best coach that I've ever seen in action. And uh, I really want to talk about like how you developed into that space. So welcome to the show, Vic. Thank you for having me. And Close. first and foremost, thank you so much for those kind words because I don't really think I deserve those. I don't think I'm a best coach, but thank you so much. Uh, I love what you do and personally, I can't wait to collaborate uh, in a couple of months time. Yes, we, we are, I'm coming down for the Art of Coaching event. I'm going to yep. be presenting on uh, all things strength pretty much, programming, a little bit of technique work and we'll, we'll see where that takes us. We'll come up with some ideas, but that's super exciting. We've, we've assembled quite a team as yep. well. I feel like uh, I look the oldest out of everyone, I think I said, uh, and I'm probably the youngest out of the crew. You're, you're probably the strongest out of everybody <laughs> there, so, you know, we have to need to do something there. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. Super exciting, and thank you for coming down and helping me out. No worries, man. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, your own journey with training to start off with, because if people see you now on Instagram, and hopefully uh, if you're checking this out on YouTube, I might link up some of the videos as well <laughs> of you doing some like incredibly superhuman things in not only just the movement space, but weightlifting. Like you've got this really, really all round uh, diverse background on what you can do with your body, which is absolutely amazing. And where did that all start? Uh, I guess kind of going back, you know, the, the usual story, I guess, you know, uh, growing up I played a lot of sports, team sports in particular, rugby, rugby in particular, uh, and, you know, one thing led to another, um, I was just passionate about moving, you know, kind of and, and helping people move, um, try, be better at it myself, that's what led me down to kind of, you know, the, the weightlifting and all this kind of strength work, all that kind of jazz, eventually falling to PT, um, and... That was it really, kind of so, you know, 10 years ago, I started to kind of get into the realm of coaching people, um, only to kind of come out of all my studies in the second day to realize that I didn't know anything. Um, that's what kind of really led me to dive into so many different uh, modalities, essentially, if you like. Not at the same time. Um, I feel like I fell into modalities as I needed them, you know, so kind of like right at the start, uh, I was pretty fortunate enough to work at a studio and I was working with a lot of injured people, you know, and I'd come back from like, you know, how to do bench one-on-one and that sort of thing. Yeah. And hey, this 60-year-old lady does not need to be bench pressing, you know, kind of, uh, hey, this guy has lower back issues. He does not need to be squatting right now, you know. But um, that, I guess, kind of led me to dive a little bit deeper, you know, kind of into understanding the anatomy a little bit more and um, just kind of learning about human body a lot more um, and I guess I was fortunate enough to kind of uh, be able to practice that craft essentially on the people um, so that experiential learning was happening at the same time as I was learning at the same time versus you know people go to university or when they go study you have all this technical information which is important which is amazing that's the science essentially 
But in the art, which is the actual application of that technique, is a whole different thing. You know, how yeah. you should squat on a textbook versus how that person in front of you squats is two very different things. Yeah. And just because you shout and scream or, you know, kind of try to put them into the perfect position, it doesn't work like the, the textbook, essentially. So that the art side of the craft, you know, kind of was really, really helpful, kind of, uh, you know, from right early set on, essentially. Um, but to answer your question the long way around, you know, kind of diving into different modalities is something that um, I did right from the start, essentially. Uh, yeah. That kept, you know, kind of me on my feet. You know, I wanted to keep diving a bit deeper into different areas. You know, kind of I found out, oh, I don't really understand this or don't have the capacity to understand this till I understand that component. You know, kind of go to that component, come back over here, learn that a little bit more to find out, oh, there's something else there again that I can, you know, that will help with this again. Um, so that's how kind of the, the, the journey really started. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love that like you basically, as you've gone through those modalities, you've seen, okay, here's some things from this one that actually solves a problem over there that's not getting addressed. Mm. And I think that's probably one of the things that like you have a coaches academy now online, you have coaches that seek you out to learn off you in person in here and have a coaches program that happens a couple of days a week. And I think a lot of that is because you've had this diverse background of like you're solving problems that the people that are, that are in that one central space mm. haven't figured out how to solve from that there. And I think that uh, that experience that you've had across so many different ways has really, really helped mold that and then also given you the abilities to kind of be that problem solver and, and that mentor for a lot of people in the coaching space. Let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit more on your own journey. Like, uh, some of those things that we said that you're doing like the handstands, like straddle planches, muscle ups, these sort of stuff. Like, tell me about like getting into that. Like, what was the thing that drew you to that firstly? And then alongside that, like, let's go through a little bit of the journey in that piece there. Cause I think there's a really, really integral part to pursuing those high level skills that's really super important to a lot of people to learn on their fitness journeys. Mm. So I guess again, taking it back probably about five years ago now, kind of, you know, um, prior to five years, you know, all my training was traditional, you know, a lot of squats and deadlifts and just wow, strength training kind of stuff. And I guess all those years I worked in isolation. That was the biggest thing. So, you know, kind of I predominantly trained by myself. Um, obviously I trained, you know, clients and that sort of thing, but I didn't really have access to, you know, peers or other coaches or I wasn't really part of any of that environment essentially um, that I'd initially fallen in love with, right? So a lot of kind of early on stuff was, you know, the traditional stuff, that's what I was exposed to, the conventional stuff, if you like. Then um, through the wants and needs of, you know, my clients at the time, you know, kind of going and doing so many other you know, type of uh, hobbies or whatever kind of thing, that enforced that, yeah, that forced me to kind of level up in terms of kind of seeking out different modalities as I mentioned before, so like strength and conditioning. Um, and then I eventually fell into gymnastics a little bit because one thing that's kind of really um, blew me away was everything that I learned at that point, um, you know, with the external loading, whether it be you know, barbell, kettlebells, dumbbells, whatever you want to call it kind of stuff, the true mastery of your body starts with that self-awareness, you know, and that's something that's kind of like, it's hard to teach if you don't understand it by yourself, right? So let's take gymnastic for, you know, kind of um, example. The first piece is awareness of your body. You know, how do you move? How do you coordinate? Um, what are your restrictions if you have any? What can you do? What can't you do? And then 
the control side of things comes into play, right? So the way to frame it up is if you're aware of your body, then do you have the tools and strategies to start to control that awareness essentially? Because if you have those two things in place, then expressing yourself, that's the easy part. So if you take that to, let's say, a strength element kind of side of things, hey, the pattern, you know, kind of, do you understand what, why are you trying to do what you're trying to do? Um, can you do this reasonably well? You know, can you stabilize yourself? Can you actually move with control and intention? Because then slapping a bit of weight on or just going out frantically, that's the easy part. So the body weight modality kind of to me um, started with a uh, little bit of a, a gymnastic experience essentially. So, you know, a client of mine basically said, hey, uh, I'd love to kind of be able to do handstands. And, you know, me being me, I'm like, I don't know anything about gymnastics. So guess what? I'm going to go seek out somebody who does. So basically I attended a weekend gymnastics seminar. And that's when... Were you in Australia at that point? Or? No, I was in London at this point still. And, um, you know, I, I thought like... Most adults, gymnastics are only for 12-year-old girls, you know, kind of, uh, you know, don't mean any disrespect to 12-year-old girls, but uh, this way where I got introduced to handstands for the first time, where I figured out, you know, my shoulders didn't go past, you know, kind of just over my shoulders essentially kind of stuff, muscled up for the first time. I remember attempting a back lever, you know, just hanging on tendons and then falling flat on my face on a crash mat, you know, and then I was hooked. I was like, oh, I need to know a little bit more. Um, and at that point, what I figured out was, cool, what are the techniques that I need to be able to do or like how do I implement this kind of training into my own training and that sort of stuff. A big paradigm shift happened when I realized that, you know, I'd, been, I'd spent many years practicing the, the squats, the, you know, the, the traditional strength training, right? So I'd paid my due diligence, you know, the basic stuff that I've been doing, you know, year after year after year to lay that capacity, that foundation down to be able to do that well. Gymnastic, um, I was a toddler. You yeah. know, and I didn't even know where to start. And I'd, I'd been just exposed to the, the high level juicy stuff, the party tricks essentially. So I guess that's when kind of it really led me to strip things back a little bit. Um, you know, do a lot more research and experiments, you know, kind of with different systems, uh, study under different teachers. Obviously, Ido Portal being one of, you know, one of the big ones. Uh, gymnastic bodies being another system. Um, and I think there are Many other people around, I think individuals, you know, kind of uh, who I took inspiration from, uh, the teachings, um, attending a lot of you know, seminars, workshops, that sort of thing. And then getting back to work, which is the most important part, you know, so accumulation of the knowledge, but then really understanding, cool, how does it apply to me? Because going through that experience then allowed me to then help others, you know, kind of set on that journey essentially. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of, a, uh, I guess, the journey that I've had over the last five years in terms of the, the movement world, because I've only really been exposed since probably to, uh, late to, no, mid to late 2014 of, yeah, that's when I started to kind of really get into the movement world essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a like pretty, like, and you, you accelerated as, as far as I saw from the outside in, like we met uh, probably about two and a half years ago, nearly yeah. three years ago now. Uh, but the rate at which you were like working your way through that and getting to these high level skills, how much of that do you contribute to that big base of strength that you had even though like you did have to go back and strip a lot of things back and cover a lot of holes that were missing how much did the strength foundation that you built help um it was like a non-negotiable really you know kind of that's the it it was basically a platform for me to build everything uh that base basically in my head you need to be on the playing field to play the game yeah. You know, so in the playing field, let's say the game is, you know, gymnastic, high level movement, whatever kind of stuff, you need to be strong in order to then start to kind of play with those kind of stuff. How do you get strong? 
cool, let's go back a little bit, let's strip things back, okay. Uh, that, having that strength already to be able to do certain things allowed me to then excel at a, at a, in a higher rate to, let's say, uh, somebody who's just starting out, you know, kind of without that base, essentially. Yeah. Um, what that journey then meant was I was doubling down, not only in the, the new modality, but also on the old modality. You know what I mean? So just because I wasn't able to do um, the strength, the normal conventional strength training to the, the high level kind of stuff, I was still doing the non-negotiables every day. Pile that on top of the new non-negotiables in terms of the body weight type of stuff. So, you know, prepping your joints and, you know, playing around with mobility elements, um, uh, body weight type of work and things like that. That allowed me to kind of just keep layering things on top of each other. Um, so. Whereas from an outsider's perspective, um, you know, you see this very linear sort of kind of progression over the last three years, uh, you know, there's been a lot of up and downs essentially, right? Yeah. You know, kind of, I think, um, as you know, to make something a priority and to excel at something, you know, we really need to you know, double down and focus on that, which means we have to sort of kind of put things in the back burner, you know, the things that we may love essentially kind of stuff, trying to do everything at the same time, that's really, really hard. Um, and that's something that I was really diligent about, I guess, and I had a lot of help, you know, kind of, I had a lot of help in the form of, now at this point I was in Australia, you know, I had uh, really good peers around me, a lot of uh, good teachers teaching this kind of stuff, who I could have conversations with, who I could ask questions to, um, as well as kind of obviously, you know, experimenting things on clients, you know, kind of on their own journey. Um, to be able to kind of see, okay, how much is too much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because um, we call it, you know, if the dosage is too high too quick, it's only inevitable that you're going to break down, you know, kind of, uh, versus if it's too little too often, there's hardly any change you know, that's going to occur essentially. So kind of playing around with those dosages and whatnot, um, that's what really kind of allowed me to, um, I guess, excel at the rate that I have, you know, and that's the ability to push and pull at the right times, you know, and that's, I guess, what we do as a coach, you know, uh, how do we, create the space and I guess um, uh, for the people that we're helping to understand cool this is the time to push you know okay now let's pull back let's kind of build we're, we're creating and building right now okay now's the time to push okay let's pull it back let's push that sort of thing yeah that's the experience that they, that they don't have right because ultimately they do the work and they're still progressing to where they want to go by doing the things they need to do um, but I think as coaches again that starts with that awareness piece you know um, I really liked when you said, you know, when you were training, you know, for Arnold last year or a lot of your strength kind of, you know, uh, events, you still show up, lean in and do the work, even though you don't, you know, feel like it because there's a process in place and you commit to that process, you know, versus you're also smart enough to know when that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like being able to make those judgment calls, that comes through experience, you know? Um, and yeah, so I was just able to capitalize on those things, you know, I was able to put myself in a good environment, around good people. Um, yeah. Cool, uh, that's awesome, man. And let's start touching on this coaching thing, because that's like the, the big reason why I come down here and I come to your workshops and as, as well as I think you're such an awesome person to be around. Uh, but it's like, I always learn so much in just spending time around you and try to take that back to my own coaching. And I, I think, uh, if you're a coach out there, like you need to get to one of Vic's workshops. Uh, Thank you, man. Because there's not only like this, so much experience in the what you're doing, but the sitting back and watching the how is really where the magic is. And like just hanging out this morning, we were having breakfast and like you were one of the most engaging people to have a conversation with. And I think most people will be able to even feel the energy through the microphones now and on the video is like, you're a cool person to be around and it's like the it's exciting times. So 
when you when you see you coaching like there's that same sort of thing about it there's this like you make the things that aren't necessarily like a fun process to go through something that you want to still go through and, and do and I think that's our one of the most important things in coaching and particularly doing the stuff that you're doing because it's really really easy to be like an engaging session with music just amped up and like, let's like three two one go and really really pushing that high intensity scene to get the elevation of like a a great client experience but we know that as from a training perspective that's not the be all and end all of it and we need to have more layers to the whole training process to get somebody progress in overall aspects not just I want to lose weight or get fitter and then also longevity out of it too because the more that you push as we said we've got to have push and pull before the more that you just push 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 we can't continue to do that forever so that's one of the things that I find that's really really magical about your coaching is that there is that we can make something that is pulling back a little bit and doing a little bit of a playing the long game into something that still feels like when you're on the client end of that something that you're excited about going through that journey with were was your coaching always in that or did was that things that you picked up like how did you learn these how to make things that are not fun into fun firstly thank you for those kind words again okay i can't go red okay but you you've got to make me go red in a minute stop, <laughs> stop giving so many compliments so answering your question um the two key important things that uh, I've always focused on from day one, and it's just evolved over the last, you know, nearly coming up to 11 years now, is um, two things, connection and communication. So that connection, it's a big piece, you know, it's a big word. Uh, if there is no connection between you uh, and the person you know, in front of you, then everything's hard, right? You know, kind of, uh, there is no buy-in, there is no rapport. Um, there's no clarity around what's what's being asked or you know kind of what the work you know is set out in front of them right um there's no trust communication again you can say the same thing five different ways how do you say that thing that's really important in the right way for that person in that situation again that's the the art side of things these are kind of uh elements that i really think are not like god-given they're practiced yeah Every coach here has that client who they just wish like, oh, oh I've got to see this person. You know what I mean? Versus they also have clients like, actually, I'm pumped to see, I'm, I can't wait to jump out of uh, bed at 5.30 a.m. to go see X, you know, kind of, uh, versus those clients, you know, kind of, like, oh man, it just, it just pushes back, pushes back. I think having exposure pretty early on, you know, to so many one-on-one -on -one clients um, and, uh, especially those clients who had, you know, kind of in difficulties in terms of kind of learning and whatnot, I guess, really helped me level up in terms of my communication, you know. So it wasn't the fact that I was giving the wrong information. It, I just had to find the right marriage, you know, kind of between what I was saying and what I was asking them to do in the way they digested that or they took that on, you know. Um, and everybody learns in a different way. And if somebody is finding it hard, it's my responsibility to find a way to be able to articulate what I'm trying to say, right? Versus screaming over the top or just, you know, kind of like more, more, more. It's not going to give you any breakthroughs. Um, so that communication piece was the biggest, you know, at the, right from the start. That's one thing that I noticed proactively and that's always something I've kind of worked into. And I think that's something that comes out of one-on-one -on -one training as well that you get a lot of value out of. Like I spent 
five years in predominantly one-on-one mm. personal training before we transitioned to doing semi-privates and groups. Uh, and I still do a little bit of one-on-one now, but not a great deal. But there's definitely an art in like the, everyone is so different in the one-on-one setting. So you have to find those really, really quick versus I think the group setting sometimes gets you away from that because it's like, oh, this is how groups are run. And like, mm. I think everyone has this perception of groups should be loud, groups should never stop moving. And uh, all, all these things are like, this is, how, this is how you do group fitness based off what we've seen before versus the one-on-one isn't about that. The, the one-on-one is really about that ad connection to mm. put it in your words as like the first key piece. And, and a big part of connection is being able to communicate and get on the same level and, and create that trust. So I think that's a, a hugely valuable thing. Even if you're wanting to be a group coach primarily, I think spending some time in that one-on-one setting is super valuable. I think it's non-negotiable in my eyes because that's it's just, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's that opportunity because the barrier comes down, you know, from that, that other side, you know, where you can actually proactively work on those soft skills, essentially. Um, connect with people better, start to actually, you know, start to figure out how this person learns or how can I accommodate this person, you know. Um, because when you have exposure and experience in that realm, taking that, to the group stuff, it is super easy. You know, you've seen the workshops where, you know, 20 people in a room, and um, if there is something that I see, you know, two or more people kind of like just getting that little bit wrong, I'm not scared to kind of just stop the whole thing and just double down on that point. And I will speak to the whole, I'll address the, the whole room as if I'm speaking to that one person. You know, so that communication piece is still like, cool, hey everybody, like we're here to learn and this is what is required versus when it's time to work, you know, that's a whole different thing again. You know, the, yeah. the energy can be picked up. As you said, the volume can go up, you know, like rah, rah, rah. You know, just having so many heads in the same space generates that energy, right? There's this, you know, the group dynamics essentially. But then if you're able to do that on a one-on-one level, you know, kind of keep that energy up and being able to read that energy, being able to understand and control when to dial it up or when to dial it down. You know, when somebody walks through the door and they only work, you know, they're only at 40% of their capacity today for whatever reason, they've had a shit day, they haven't slept, you know, they just, whatever, you will still get 120% out of them from that 40%. If we can understand that, if we're able to control that, then taking that to the group dynamics, how easy is that? But same cannot be said the other way around. Yeah. Right. So if we are in a in a space, you know, where we're used to kind of rah rah rah, you know, dial the music up, and you know, still good good coach, um, you know, but that connection and communication piece, you know, kind of like gets missed out because the way that's traditionally done is like very superficial, you know, so and so do this, you know, da da da. It's versus being able to kind of really hone down, you know, and, and communicate that one or two things which everybody goes the ears just kind of go oh. Okay, am I doing that? Cool, yeah, I am. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a whole different base, essentially. Um, yeah, and I think within the group space as well, as it's easy to hide away from that one person that you're not connecting with as well, or you haven't figured out the way, it's like, oh, cool, well, I've got 10 people in the room, mm-hmm. so like, I can't give that person too much time anyway, whereas like, they probably just need a little bit more attention, a little bit more time before it can actually elevate and then you can bring the rest of the room together with it but a lot of people will go oh, like i i don't have time for that today mm-hmm. uh and you can hide away from it versus one-on-one setting if you're with that person for an hour you can't get around that like you you have to find that connection so i think it forces an elevation in the level of your coaching Correct. otherwise like you're going to be either 
like one not getting very very far and you're not going to be enjoying it and two you're probably going to be without a job pretty quickly mm. uh, because if you're not making an effort to co connect with that client they're not going to stay around forever correct the uh i just want to quickly give an example i guess you know kind of talking about the coaches and whatnot so the way we kind of teach our one-on-one -on -one clients you know kind of uh and guys who do their personal projects essentially we're essentially more educators you know rather than the fitness people right the one-on-one -on -one realm isn't just kind of like and again we can get into the the not a debate or argument around you know what's a trainer what's a coach what's a teacher what's a mentor all this kind of stuff but you know to me a coach is somebody who guides people you know who is actually educating them to be uh in a place where uh or to go to a place where they haven't been before you know for that to happen that trust needs to be there that communication that knowledge needs to be there that communication needs to be there all this kind of stuff um versus sorry if we do that job right what that means is that that one person then hopefully is in a position to kind of go and at least help or contribute to other people around them right mm. so when we come back to group dynamics if we've done a job right we actually make people responsible for each other that way we get to see how much that person has actually learned and if that person is generally a shy person but actually uh, if they understand the work and they know what the work is they have the confidence and the comfort of the, the environment to now go actually go guide somebody else too. That's, that's a huge bonus essentially, right? So for us, that, or for me in particular, all the coaching around has evolved now to actually not just, you know, we talk about coaching coaches, but we coach people to be like coaches essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we uh, instill this, the soft skill side of things? You know, kind of how do they take information on? How can they teach other people as well at the same time, you know, as, as they learn? Because as you know, we learn best by doing. Yeah, for sure, man. And the other thing there that's really powerful is like, once somebody elevate, like they they understand it and they can elevate it to the where they can communicate it with somebody else. You're creating a greater group connection without you having to facilitate it. Mm. So as like the person in the room, like, and I remember the the first moment that I had this distinctly for me was when I I had a new girl in our strongman class that had never touched the stones before. And I actually had one of our other girls who's like a very, very good stone loader. She basically did, did the whole teaching and like took her through it, the whole thing. And I, I actually sat back and just for a second and watched and I was like, I'm not actually the one coaching right now. Like I'm just keeping the energy in the room and these guys are coaching each other through it and helping each other through there, which is a really cool experience. And from a coach's end, that, that makes it into one, it's a really, really like gratifying position to go, we like, I've helped create leaders, mm -hmm. but then too, it's like, God, this makes my job so much more fun, so much more enjoyable because I don't have to get in the nuts and bolts and the details every single day because it, that's not always the fun part of it too. Like we don't need to be teaching the exact like finicky details of the squat every session for the next 10 years mm -hmm. of your coaching. You don't want to be doing that. You want to be having that connection and communication and, the, and those side of things as the uh, the fun part of the sessions. Yeah, I think, you know, the huge upside there, you know, kind of, uh, that's really exciting to hear. And I totally understand. And, you know, that resonates with me when you say like watching somebody else actually, you know, teach somebody else and, you know, lead essentially, you know, other people. Um, it's a huge proud moment, right? But to me, those moments, what they also uh, do is they, those situations are a way for me to learn how these guys are teaching these people. 
So I actually, I learn at a whole different level. You know, if I teach somebody how to squat and they've understood how to squat, now they're teaching somebody else how to squat, if they've used their own language, if they've articulated that same message in their own way, I've just picked up another way how to say the message that I originally said. You know, so they've yeah. done the work for me in a different way altogether. And that's what's really exciting to me. Um, and honestly, God, it's like, you know, if now five people are doing that, that's 10 people, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it just keeps coming around, you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, so, you know, you talked about those finicky stuff because <laughs> as a coach, you know, how many, how many times have we said the same thing, you know, to that same person over how many years? But now, like through learning through other people, we can actually maybe frame things in a way that may actually get, you know what I mean? So it's a yeah. never ending process. Um, that's where the, I guess, the, the perseverance and the consistency that comes into play essentially, you know, I think from a, a coaching perspective, um, you know, how do you keep, it's to me, you know, essentially coaching, let's say squat is a squat. You know, how, do you, like, how many years have you been teaching squat? Well, how long have you been, how long have you been working squat? How long have you been working to improve your squat? And the answer is like always. I'm still trying yeah. to improve my squat right now. You know what I mean? So kind of, yeah. I still have so many things to say, add, and that sort of stuff. And why wouldn't I do that for other people? Yeah, exactly. Like that's a that's the thing. Is like it's always refinement. It's always mastery, and and that I think is the thing that keeps people engaged over the long haul. Is like finding how you can continue to refine and do better. And you see it. Like I think that's one of the huge things in the movement culture because of the like everything's so technical mm -hmm. and if you can get to the point where you hit that handstand that's like perfect line and it feels good and you balance and you're like oh my god that's it i need to get that again mm -hmm. and i was talking about this with one of the guys uh on the podcast recently brent who's in weightlifting and we talk about that with the snatch and i know you're quite handy sure. with the weightlifting is like the more that you get those things that help you engage in the process of training and and wanting to excel in like the feel of the training rather than necessarily the weight on the bar then i think that's a that's a really really uh exciting moment because it keeps you going on the long haul mm. you have like that that moment that you're working towards or that feeling that you're trying to get i think you said the the really important word there you know process of training you know and that get that buy-in there because that is the ultimate stuff you know like let's put it simply you know we all train to get results you know to get gains whatever that gains means like no one would kind of wake up tomorrow and train just for you know like let's say fun of training like mm. there is no fun training per se like you're getting something out of it whether it be joy whether it be able to move your body whether it be to feel good whatever kind of stuff right but you're in love with that process you know those people who are on treadmills and trying to go from circuit to circuit kind of thing like maybe they like the process of sweating and that other kind of thing i'm not going to say that's wrong do you know what i mean that's good yeah but as you quite just said there, from a longevity perspective, like I want to be able to do things that elevates me right now in the present, but also while working towards that longevity things. You know, I want to be able to not just run around with my baby girl Kaya now, not just in 20, 10 years, 10, 20 years, whatever. I want to be able to do backflips with my grandkids. Yeah. You know, that'd be rad. I have no doubt that you'll be doing that, bro. Like right. you will 100%. And it doesn't mean like, you know, I need to be able to do backflips right now. It doesn't mean I need to be super intense with it right now. I'm just cool, chipping away every day. You know, how do I keep myself healthy? How do I keep myself moving well? You know, I don't want any niggles, you know? Am I aware of my body? What do I need to be doing in order to kind of learn that element? How do I bring that expression into here? That sort of thing. Um, and that's a process. You know, that process educates me about myself. Um, and as you said, you know, that's what coaching is essentially. You know, you, we're teaching, we're trying to pass and share um, that process. You know, how do we make people fall in love with the process? Um, 
you know, I, I really like the way you framed up uh, in one of our conversations when we were talking about strength, you know, kind of uh, particular programming. You know, let's say if you're really committed to strength programming, you know, it's, the fear is not in the work that you're doing right now. The fear is in next week when you have to come in and do more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, holy moly, this is hard right now. I've got to come back next week and, and do more of this. And what's happening two weeks after that? Like, you know what I mean? But there's a process that you're part of and you yeah. trust that process, you know? Yeah, exactly. You trust it as like, okay, in doing this, then I'll be ready for that next mm. time. And that's the, uh, the really, really interesting thing is like, uh, as you said, like you're just trying to constantly get that a little bit better is when you get to that point of falling in love with the process, as I know you are, as I know like my, myself, uh, if somebody was to say to you, you're gonna spend hours every single week for the next year just to get that little bit better on your like handstand or like get that one next progression, you're like, I'm in. You tell that to somebody who's new, who's fresh to it and like, I gotta spend a whole year and how many hours to just get that little bit better? And uh, that seems like a whole bunch of work that I don't know whether I'm willing to do. But once you've got to that point where you've just fallen past that line, you're, you have that love for it. It's like, like, only a year? Cool, I'll spend three on that. Like, if, if you need me to, if you've, you tell me what to do and guide me along that way, we'll do it. Like, uh, and I think that belief comes up further and further. And, and often it doesn't actually take that amount of time, but it's the, the willingness to engage in the process no matter how long it might take yeah like the word like perseverance comes to mind right you know and, and there's a difference between persistent because persistent is like you know kind of like I'm going to be persistent with the, the program that I've got right now I'm going, to, I'm going to show up day after day to get this goal whereas like perseverance is more like that we talk about that will you know kind of to be like cool you know next year when I get to this level I'm going to have this whole next hurdle and I'm so far away but I'm still going to show up yeah. And it's that difference, you know, kind of then the people who are just starting out, it's more around persistent, right? So it's like, cool, come up and show up and do the work and see the progress sort of thing. But when you start to kind of dial these things in that longevity view where it's like, oh, you want to get a, a pancake, chest to floor, but you can't sit, you know, with your backside on the ground comfortably right now. Yeah, that's probably three to five years. What? But I want games Are you yesterday. talking to me with this? <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying like, you know, when we talk about it from that, you know, not just a year, I'm talking like, you know, three to five years, it's like, what? That's like nearly half a decade, man. You know, kind of like, I need to be working consistently to be able to get that in five minutes. It's a big ask, people, because we can't frame things in that long time frame, because everything mm. is so, you know, short, right? You know, like everything's in like 12-week challenges, you know, kind of like, you know, six-month, you know, gain strain or whatever kind of stuff. Like, you talked about Hanson's example, you know, five years it's taken me to kind of like, you know, be at the level that I'm right now, and I'm still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Kind of then, if I really wanted to take it to the next level, I also know what that commitment requires and I'm not ready to make that commitment yet, but I'm at peace with it. You know, I'm okay to go slower and longer, yeah. right? which means I can do other things that I love doing too. Now, I have no urgency around trying to, you know, go to Olympics and then at the same time, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, you know, bend over backwards to do whatever kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I just want to keep moving and I have certain goals, certain intentions. I think they're, they're very, very important, you know, because they're, they're like a North Star, right? That gives us purpose, which is, I think, really, really important. Um, but that intention or purpose could be just simply, okay, I need to refine this a little bit better. You know, making the intangible to tangible. How do we do that? You know, that's the hard, but that's the hard part. Um, but again, that's why the process thing is super important. Um, yeah, man. I love that, man. Let's, uh, let's get towards wrapping up. I want to quickly 
touch on a little bit more on this coaches, uh, the coaches development. I went through and basically sat in the background of uh, the Coaches Academy online last year and was really, really, uh, really loved the engagement and that sort of thing that, that was happening within that circle of, of all these coaches coming together, sharing their own insights, uh, collecting or pulling all the information together and, and giving an opportunity to have an open conversation about how they can all collectively get better. Uh, you're obviously, you're, you've just opened up new spots into this year on the online academy. If we've got coaches out there listening, like what's the best way for them to come and learn off you or like if they're interested in the Art of Coaching workshop, uh, do you want to tell a few of the guys a little bit more of the details on that? Yeah, so I guess kind of the online platform that you're talking about is just basically, you know, a Facebook group, right? You know, it's a very simple group. It's basically a container for coaches, movers, health professionals. And the idea behind it last year was to kind of, you know, basically a little bit of experiments for the first six months um, to create a container where people can openly share, ask questions and contribute. And um, the reason I want to use the word contribute more is because, you know, we're in a world where obviously information is a click away, right? So we're more consumption based, you know, like Technique Tuesdays and like da 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 da, but you know, 1001 ways of doing squats and da 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 kind of stuff, you know? Um, but there's no contribution, you know, there's no kind of like, cool, share your perspective, you know, like ask your questions because by asking, you're allowing somebody else to answer. You know, that means they have to now articulate what they understand and, you know, that communication piece is practice now, right? So anyway, so that was the headspace where I, you know, created the group and um, obviously we've evolved over the last year um, and the intention behind, you know, that group is to basically allow uh, individuals um, to do some self-led work, you know, in the form of essentially people at different stages of their journey, you know, kind of uh, whether it be uh, to learn more technical information or you know if you own your business kind of thing to be able to kind of you know do more uh, like uh, like leadership kind of work and whatnot kind of stuff right so it's basically a container where you can learn contribute you know kind of uh, and that's how we kind of kept the group versus the coaches uh, program essentially which is like the in-person it's all experiential learning so again that's similar to how we work the tribe everything is like um, uh, with the person in front of us in mind. Um, so it's all individualized in that sense. So, you know, if you're a coach who's never been into gymnastics, you know, kind of calisthenics, mobility, that sort of thing, that's cool. You know, like, it's not about your capacity or your ability, it's your willingness to learn to learn, you know. Um, and that coaches program in person is around more developing coaches um, by actually doing the work, so the, the experiential learning, but also giving them access to a few of our other uh, ways of you know, doing things here at AIM so they can get exposure to the, the client experience, their client journey within AIM as well. Um, then there's the mentorship side to that program as well, you know, whether it be um, business side of things, whether it be personal development or anything like that. Um, so that's the in-person and the, the online stuff. Um, and obviously on top of that, we have the internship, you know, kind of, um, we have people come from, you know, um, outside the Florida, right? Stuff. Yeah, so we had people from Italy, from Florida, um, we just got uh, somebody, I want to come from Holland, I think, which is pretty epic, you know, so pretty blessed there. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk art of coaching. Like, tell me about the event. Yeah, cool. So I guess kind of the art of coaching is a two-day event. So obviously you're a big part of it. Uh, I've got uh, my main man, John. Uh, and Jackson as well lined up and the idea there is to kind of bring together leaders like yourself um, who are experts in your field to basically share, teach, pass this knowledge on a little bit uh, in a way that is consumable by you know people who are either just starting out or those people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years who are looking to refine that 1% you know um, basically it's an opportunity to kind of bring 
uh, our peers together in an environment to, I guess, you know, ask questions, learn by experiential learning, but in different modalities. You know, obviously you being a, a strong man, you know, kind of uh, looking to kind of leverage off your knowledge around the strength training as well as the programming side of things. Um, you know, with Jackson, with the bodyweight type of stuff, the guys doing one arm hand, one arm handstands. You know, kind of uh, it's no brainer. We'll kind of pick his brains around. You know, kind of certain elements in the movement side of world. Um, and John, you know, who's been obviously a, a dear friend of ours. You know, kind of been a mentor over the year. Um, for him to kind of actually come and challenge people from a, a leadership place too, you know. Um, and again, doesn't matter what stage of the journey uh, the coach, health professional, or mover is. Um, that weekend is going to be epic, you know what I mean? Kind of just by being in the sheer space, you know, kind of with the energy, with the uh, with the people around him. And there's just yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I don't want to give too much away, but there's going to be a lot of shit happening. A lot. It's basically super intense week weekend yeah um, yeah the way that i see it like uh, you held one last year uh, and i missed it because we had our strongman comp the same weekend uh at, at new strength but the way that i saw it is it was a one a great opportunity like to bring together a whole bunch of like-minded people that wanted to connect and contribute without any need for like receiving mm-hmm. uh and then the other piece of it, it's kind of like the the workshop that i guess i wish i had when i was brand new to it like if I'd had the opportunity to come in and learn off guys like yourself guys like John Jackson back when I was like year one year two into coaching like I think that there would have been so much like knowledge bombs just mind blown at the end of that weekend and that is the best way to describe it because both the online platform the coaches program that we have and this weekend the workshops kind of thing are all you know they're all formed from back uh, or the need that I wanted 10 years ago. You know, I wanted these opportunities for myself. You know, I wanted to be part of a group, part of the environment, to be surrounded by my peers, to be able to ask questions freely, uh, to bounce ideas, to collaborate, um, you know, to also then kind of help other people too. And yeah, that's what the weekend is about. That's what the online, you know, kind of academy is around. Um, yeah, that's a really nice way of framing it. That's exactly where, you know, kind of um, I wanted to grow that from. Awesome, Vic. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day and uh, moving some things around to bring me down today and uh, jump on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for everything coming up with AIM, the Academy, uh, the Art of Coaching event. I, I think it's going to be great. I was, I was shattered when you were nearly about to put it on the weekend at the Arnold's and I was like, oh, no, I can't be in Melbourne and Sydney at the same time. But uh, you moved the event for the weekend to bring, bring me in, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah, Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody, share it with a coach, share it with somebody who, is, who would love to learn from this man and the uh, abundance of knowledge and experience uh, that he has. Uh, check him out on Vic Hawksley, Vic right. underscore Hawksley on yeah, Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, does AIM have its own account? No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, it's on the, all under Vic. All under, one all under Vic. Just keep it simple. I love it. Don't make it complicated. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.